Hi there. Welcome to Ask Abby, a podcast for newer business owners who are navigating the early years of entrepreneurship. I know how overwhelming those first few years in business can be, but you don't have to do it alone. I'll be bringing you the tips, resources, and encouragement you need to get organized in your business and finally make this your full-time job. We'll laugh, we'll cry, but we'll be in it together the entire time. All right, friends, let's do this thing. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Abby. I have my wonderful friend and client here with us today, Jenna Snowgrove. Hi, Jenna. Hey. Jenna is a 4-6 sacral generator. She is also a massage therapist. You have a background in aesthetics. Aesthetics. Aesthetics as an esthetician. (laughs) That's how my brain can most wrap around it. Um, And she's also a self-care and accountability coach. Yeah. So Jenna, why don't you, I don't know, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, your business. So my name is Jenna Snellgrove and I own Gratitude with Jenna and I am a self-care accountability coach. So I um, hold this beautiful container for people and help them hold themselves accountable for taking better care of themselves and helping them kind of like a shift their mindset and their path onto a better quality of life. And I do that through um, massage therapy, um, you know, self-care coaching, um, accountability coaching, like one-on-one Zooms, kind of like you know exactly what you do. And, um, you know, I do gratitude journaling, vision boarding. So all these different tools that I have to help, you know, lift people up and, um, you know, carry them forward. Yes. Oh, I love that. And yeah, really help people to prioritize themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's key. Cause like when, you know, like one of my favorite phrases and it might like seem kind of cliche nowadays is like, is your cup half full or half empty? And, you know, when you look at it as being half full, like you're just a lot of weight and like negativity is just lifted away and it can just, those little mindset shifts just really will empower people and change their everyday mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So why don't you tell us how long have you been in business? And I know your business has morphed a little bit. So how long have you been in business yes. and how long have you been doing like what you're doing now? So I started off actually by selling makeup when I was 18 years old. So throughout my teen years, I had terrible acne, like terrible, terrible skin. So my grandmother was like, hey, I know this great company that does skincare and makeup. Let's get into it. And I did. Like, I got into it. Like, I love, like, mixing foundations and, like, learning about skincare. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people with this. So I went to school for aesthetics. And that was, gosh, 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I went to school. We were working at sunshine together. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was, I was going to school like during the week I work at sunshine, I think Thursday and Friday nights, I go to school like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like work during and at an office during the day. Like I was all over the place. 
Um, and then yeah, I actually forgot about that, which is funny because in an episode earlier, I actually talked about Todd a little bit um, and Sunshine in that episode. That's so funny. I kind of forgot we both worked there back in the day. I think that's how I originally met you. That was like the my first yeah. Abby encounter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like 16. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yes, like a long time ago. Yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like yesterday yet so long ago. Um, so at the time I was also okay. working at an office. So I started um, going to people's houses and doing spa parties and facials and you know, all that fun stuff, manicures, pedicures, all that pampering things. And I got into creating my own skincare and like mixing things up, like when working on people specifically to their skin types. And it was a lot of fun. Um, but like, as I was doing that, every client of mine, like when I would massage their neck and their shoulders, you know, you massage the hands and the feet and they, every time they're like, do you do full body massage? Like, this feels really good. And I'm like, no, you have to be licensed to do that. They're like, well, you should go back to school. So within like nine months, I was back in school for massage therapy. <laughs> and that's kind of like where my story really like kicked off. Cause like while I was in massage therapy school, um, I got pregnant. I had my first child. That's when I was like really like battling um, alcoholism and sobriety and I was like on and off the wagon with that for many years, um, but continued to do massage therapy. I worked in so many different places, like um, little like places where I've like just rented a room within like a bigger business. I've worked in like big fancy spas. Um, I've gone to people's houses, and it wasn't until like three and a half years ago, um, you know, I was already into my sobriety journey when I was kind of faced with, I was working at, I think three massage places. I was also cleaning, um, at a dental office and cleaning like people's houses. <laughs> and I was also renting a room out of like a Pilates studio. And on, on January 1st of that year, the lady at the Pilates studio called me. She's like, Hey, the studio flooded a pipe burst and I decided I'm just going to close and move across the country. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And I was faced with this, like, what okay. am I going to do? Like, do I, and I have two kids at this point and I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to listen to what my gut is telling me and work for myself. Because at that point I was already sharing um, a lot of my, journey with sobriety and being a mom of two little ones during that, especially nowadays with this whole like wine culture and everything around being mm. a mom and having to hold this mm. like, work, work full time and raise your children as if you're like in the 1800s and like cook home meals. It's just like, it's crazy what's expected of us nowadays, especially with social media and all that kind of stuff. So um, you know, I'm, I'm coming up to six years sober in October and throughout this time, learning the balance and listening to my body, when to say yes, when to say no. And, um, yeah, I feel like I just kind of jumped all over the place right there for a second. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but it's good. I'm so 
totally following you. And I love seeing generators like follow their gut. So like you making this decision to be like, okay, well now what? I guess I'm going to start my own thing and work for myself. Like that's a very, see, we were just talking about this. That's a very generator gut response, like following your gut, even though maybe it didn't make sense and it seemed a little crazy at the time. Um, it just was kind of like the logical next step for you. Is that what got you into the location that you're in right now? Was that this kind of time? Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. So what was fun about that was I literally looked at, I think it was like 14 different places. And I spoke to like over 20 different landlords trying to find a spot to start up on my own. That would be good to be full time. So I've experienced, I had experienced so many different places and learned like what, what I like, what I don't like, um, what's key, what isn't. Um, so it's like all these places that were like, would fit my budget were like second floor, like little places. And it's like places that were beautiful first floor, Mm -hmm. like, um, handicap accessible were like way out of my budget. So this place in Clinton, I would drive by every day because I worked down the road at another studio and I would always tell myself, I'm like, there's no way, like, I'm not even gonna bother calling because storefront, these beautiful two like bay windows, um, huge place. I'm like, there's no way I could afford that. So finally, I was just at a low and I'm like, I'm just gonna call because why not? Like, if it's out of my range, then whatever, I've come yeah. this far looking. And it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out like the owners knew it my was. and like, it was the per it was just it all just felt so good and I just felt like the clouds open, the sunshine came down, and just this beautiful journey has opened up the past three and a half years being at that studio. So completely renovated yeah, it. And it's a um, great spot. Yeah, yeah, right there on um, right on Route One and the uh, the traffic light is actually right there outside my studio. So when people stop at the red light and they look over, like they see my studio. So that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a great spot and it's beautiful inside. It's big. You have a lot of space. You've done a great job renovating it. I mean, it's definitely the stars all aligned. And I can definitely relate to that feeling. Like when I opened my little, my, my massage studio back in my massage days. Oh, and like, yours was so awesome. Mine was cute too. And same yeah. thing. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford that. Like, I don't know and then I called and I'm like oh my gosh these are not these storefronts in these areas are not as bad as I would have thought um mm-hmm. granted there's some towns around here that w- are out of my price range but you know I was I was kind of in the same boat as you to find out like and I remember telling a friend of mine how much I paid for rent and she was like oh my gosh like I thought having a store would be like totally unattainable that's really not that much and I'm like no it's really not that bad at all so but word right. to the wise for any of you guys listening who are thinking about owning a business, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Yeah. And there's so much support to um, lo- like in these small towns where we are, like the local support is absolutely phenomenal. There's so many little groups that you can be a part of and um, like Clinton and Killingworth and people in Westbrook and even Madison, like just all have helped me out so much. So, mm. yeah, yeah. And you know what is kind of random, but I have a really good question I want to ask you is like, I think when people get started in business early on, especially there's this, like this feeling like you need to know exactly what you're going to do and exactly what it's going to look like. And like, you have to have it all figured out right away. Yeah. She's laughing because we've all been in (laughs) For those of you listening who are new at business, we've all been there. And it's, 
listening to your story, it's such a beautiful example of how you can never predict it and you can never control it. And it's a very, she's, like I said, she's a four, six. So she's a very six and third line kind of thing to get into business and just have it evolve. Like first it was an esthetician and then it was massage. And now it, then you, you've done a little bit of everything. You've done oils, like you've done it all. So, so how was that kind of experience for you to just let it kind of unravel and, and lead to the next thing? Um, it's amazing. It's amazing to go through like what works really well and what doesn't work really well. And like really listening to it and letting it go. And you could also bring it back too. So I've been doing a lot of like reorganizing and clean things out in my home. And I came across a box the other day that had a bunch of like my old service menus. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, wow. Um, a trip down memory lane, like 12 years ago when I made my first <laughs> service menu and I would go to people's houses. I was charging people like $45 for an hour facial at their house. I'm like, what was I? And so it's really cool to see like, like, right. But I mean, you know, that was over a decade ago, but yeah, I was just starting out. I was like getting a feel for it. Um, but yeah, like, especially in the past two years or like especially in the past year I have shaved so many services off my menu that really weren't um like feeding the energy in the purpose of what I'm trying to do like there's so many places Mm -hmm. around me that do manicures like my $45 manicure isn't and I don't even do nail polish like it was more like a therapeutic massage reflexology um, using essential oils and that kind of stuff and even that was like wasn't a huge service I'm like why keep it why keep it on there like let's tone things Mm. down make it more simple um you know what do I really want to help people with instead of offering things that people expect me to offer and that just like totally mm. blew my mind with my business. I'm like, wait a minute, this is mine. I can do what I want with my business. I can help people in the way that I want to help people. And it doesn't have to be what is expected in this like little box. Yeah. So she's doing box hands. Yeah. No, if you're listening, she's showing a box. That she's I'm doing, doing box hands, little box. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, you're 100% right. And I think that that was something we really saw in the inner circle the summer round was people yeah. starting to make decisions in their business that are actually best for them. And that's something I talk to you with clients about all the time. It's like, well, what are your actual goals? Like, if your actual goals are to be home every day at three to get your kids off the bus, then like, following some goals that you feel like you should have, like, it's, it's not actually moving in the direction you want. It's moving you in the direction you think you should want. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something I saw a lot of you kind of start to do this year in the inner circle was like, okay, well, how can I change my offerings? How can I switch up my services? How can I change up my schedule to actually work for me and my goals and not just what I think I should be doing? Exactly. Yes. And the inner circle helped me so much with that because Leading up to the inner circle, I felt so like so alone in my business because it's just me down there. I'm not bouncing any ideas off people. So and to bounce ideas off my other half or like friends or family, it was just 
like I'd get good feedback, but it wasn't like the feedback I wanted coming from somebody who like knows, like is in the business and gets yeah. it. Um, so it was a beautiful thing to be a part of that. And one of the things I like, one of the big things for me with being in the inner circle in the last round was I dropped doing house calls. So that was a yeah, big you thing did. for me. Yeah, like, like I was breaking up with everybody. I'm like, listen, like, come August, um, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. It's not a service I'm going to be offering. And, you know, I kind of realized like, wow, this is like a, a chore to like go to a lot of these people's houses every month and set everything up and, um, and you, get ready for them. But then you were once charging I'm like, more than your regular rates. Right, right. Right. Um, yeah, so I would charge like $25 more than what I would charge in my studio. And I had this realization that like, wait a minute, it's taking me like anywhere from like a half hour to an hour and a half with travel time. And then you think you got like half hour to 40 minutes of setup and breakdown. But then like when I'm actually working on the the client, it was all worth it. (laughs) I was like, I love working on them. But then overall, like the travel Mm -hmm. and I'm like, ugh. Like I could have seen this many people in my studio and made this much versus yeah. like going to this person's house and doing this. So, um, we, will you tell us a little bit about, so, so when you first stepped into the inner circle, you said this to all of us, you were like, I'm taking, um, I'm taking these house call clients. I'm driving a, an hour away. I'm driving up to Hartford. I'm not even charging much more. And we were all kind of like, Jenna, no, you need to, you need to change that up. Like you need to switch it up. Yes. You, had a bit of, you had a bit of gremlins about it. So can you tell, talk to us a little bit, because we all can relate to that about the gremlins mm-hmm. that you kind of were experiencing on for the kind of to, to make that choice. Yeah. Big time gremlins. Um, because one, I was afraid of like not filling that space or like losing that income, that income. Yeah, exactly. But then I had to keep reminding myself, I'm like, but you're going to have this much more time. Cause I would only book house calls like on Saturday afternoon. So I'm like closing my studio for half the day to go to these people's houses. But another big gremlin that came up was like, there were a few clients that I really had a connection with like traveling to their homes And like some people that I broke up with, they're like, Mm. oh, okay, that's really sad. Thank you. Like, good luck with your business. I appreciate what you did. Um, But there was an instance where someone was like, no, I don't like, no, you can't not come here anymore. (laughs) Then they're like, what's your number? I was like, I was thrown back. I'm like, wow, I wasn't prepared for that. I was prepared in my mind to stop and break up with everybody and just be at my studio. But this person who I had a strong connection with and had started doing coaching with is like, no, like I honor you coming here and me being able to work from home and be with my child. Um, you know, what is your number? So that like really blew my mind too. And got me a fire under my ass. That when you said boundaries, you were able to make way more money. I was like, holy shit. Like, I can mold this into a beautiful thing and charge what I would want, (laughs) you know, like that's going to make it worth it. So, and I, 
was so scared. Oh my God. Like leading up to that, the voxers I'd send to you and like the inner circle, like was, was crazy. But I had to keep reminding myself that those are the gremlins because I'm about to step outside my comfort zone. And if you don't step outside your comfort zone, you don't grow. So it's a scary feeling. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to battle with that inside your body and your mind. Um, so I had to take extra self-care around that and to take honoring my own body and mind. Um, but yeah, it was a beautiful thing. So I have this great um, container with this individual. And I'm, now I'm like, well, maybe I don't have to necessarily cancel totally cancel out doing house calls. Maybe I can turn this into like this beautiful container. And then I'm not like hustling, you know, trying to see clients in the morning at my studio and then trying to see like two house call clients in the afternoon just to make like, you know, just a couple bucks where like I could like spend a day and just go to two people's houses and have this beautiful experience for them and really give them the expertise that I have. And like the inner circle totally helped me and guided me to that where if I didn't have that and I was talking to my family, they'd be like, well, why would you cancel that? Or like, you know, money, money, money. Yeah, right. Such a beautiful example. Family advice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where family usually goes wrong when you ask them for advice is like, and I found that early on in my business too, is like, they're going to be like, well, don't you need the money? Well, if you, if you, if you cancel them, like when you, what's going to happen? Like, are you going to have to make up for like, and it almost like can throw you back into your own gremlins. And so it's super cool mm-hmm. to see what happens with you guys when you have the support of people in your community who get it and who've been through it to be like, all of us were like, Jenna, no, no, you should not be driving all over the state, taking hours and hours away from your business to be doing these house calls. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. And to see that this woman was like, it's invaluable. I will pay anything. What's the number? Like, that's big, you know, and that shows that like what you're doing is important and it's big and you deserve to be setting it up in a way that works for you and your life and your family. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if I had listened to those gremlins, like I totally would have missed out on a beautiful opportunity. And Hmm. like, this is what I love teaching a lot of my clients is like the power of positivity. Like, it could have, like, I could have just ended up doing the same old thing every single day and be miserable. But instead, like, I made those mindset shifts and I listened to my body and my intuition and I'm going places I want to go. Yeah. And it's yeah, and really you- awesome helping people do that, too. And it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> you get, yeah. And didn't you, didn't you triple her rate? Like, isn't she paying you about triple of what she was, of you were charging for house calls? Yeah, literally yeah. tripled, literally tripled the rate, yeah. same amount of time. And I did, I, I did remove, so we're going to be doing like massage therapy and a lot of other modalities as well. Um, but I did remove like the timestamp. So it's not like a 90 minute session. It's, I'm going to come here at this time. I would leave here at this time, your massage and whatever other work we do could be an hour, it could be an hour and a half, could be two hours, but this is where you have me at this time, whatever you need that day. That's what we're going to work on. And it's, and how, 
How does that feel to just have that like nice and open like that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just like so much lighter. It makes it much more worth it. I have it. I have more like of an empowering energy behind it too. Like I want to go, I want to show up and do the thing and um, put more effort into it. If that makes sense. Mm. Yes. And I think that that's a huge piece people miss when they're nervous about taking off a service or something because the fear of losing clients or losing money. But it's like when you're showing up for a service that you are feeling like bitter and resentful, you know, or you're driving and you're lugging your equipment and you hate it and you dread Mm -hmm. it on your calendar every week, like that comes across. And I feel clients can feel that. And now with this new situation you have, look at how excited you are to show up and to Mm -hmm. give her this time. And um, really like focus on her and her healing. And it's, it is such a big difference. It's so hard for us to see when we're stuck in the money gremlins, you know, yeah. big time. And I absolutely time. love that. You've been one of my little success stories. I love telling that story because it was just uh, for all of us to watch you go through the process. It was really cool. of like, Oh guys, Oh, I'm hating this. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it this week. Okay. I did it. And this lady tripled her price. <laughs> it was just really to see it shake out um and to see you now at the end of yeah. all of that you're, you're working less hours as far as house calls are concerned but you're actually making more more money or maybe just as much even though you you cut your clients down to one so that was just really cool to watch <laughs> yeah yeah it was definitely awesome and like and I did what's really cool too is like when you're talking in the inner circle and you're sharing these things like you also don't realize like some of the shit that you're doing because like when I was talking about this with you guys I didn't realize until you all were like what the are you doing (laughs) like stop driving all over the place yeah like like wait you're right what am I doing (laughs) yeah yeah that's you know and that's sometimes it is really really good to have kind of that neutral third party's view on it because like when you ask your partner, like they're not really neutral. Like they have their own money gremlins and you know, money comes up in relationships big time. And like when you ask your parents, same thing. So it's like, it's really, yeah. Like it's not really the same. So it's really nice to ask these like neutral group of women who also get it, who are also doing it and who kind of have been through it or can kind of more relate than the other people in our lives that we're used to talking to. At least that's been my experience. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about all these great wins that you have, but I am curious what were, what have been over the last, cause you've kind of had an evolving business over the last 10, 12, 14 years. What have been the biggest obstacles that continue to come up for you or like the biggest struggles for you in being self-employed in managing your own business? Ooh, outsourcing. Ooh, okay. <laughs> she didn't even give her beat. Yeah, I learned that with being in the inner circle because I didn't realize, Jenna, you need to freaking outsource. Like, if you guys could slap me through the phone, you guys would have been slapping me all the time. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but seriously, like, I wasn't outsourcing. I'm definitely the type of person that I just do it myself because I know it's going to get done the way I want it to get done. And so it's always been hard for me to let go and let other people do things. Yeah, and having children is, like, the biggest test of that. So. <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna say, and you're a mom. 
Yeah, and I'm a mom and like going through sobriety when they were like little, like now they're seven and 10 years old and I'm, I'll be six years sober in October. So you can imagine they're like little toddlers when I got sober. So it's like a freaking crazy time. Um, yeah, so in the beginning of the inner circle, um, I decided I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to out- outsource stuff. And I, and I think the first thing that I outsourced was I had a friend um, who like does this for a living. And I actually paid him. I was like, I'm going to pay you money because this is me honoring me outsourcing. So I know you would want to like barter or just say like, oh, don't worry about it. Cook dinner for me some night. Like, no, I want to pay you to do this service. And so I paid a friend to come in and paint my studio. Um, Cause I tried doing it myself and <laughs> clearly proved to myself fucking outsource. <laughs> We can't be good at everything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So he did it. And I was actually away for the week when he did it. So I was going through all of those gremlins of like, it's out of my control. I'm not there. It's up to him. He's got the key. Like, I left everything out for him. Like, don't check in. He'll check in with me if something's, you know, like all those things. So I had to keep telling myself, just breathe. It's going to work out. Like, and it did. It was beautiful. It was so nice to come into my studio and have it all done and cleaned up. And I'm like, wow. And it was almost addicting. I'm like, what else can I outsource? <laughs> yeah, it seriously yeah. is addicting. It's funny. We were, I was hanging out with some friends this weekend. I don't even remember what they were talking about. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm just, I would just pay someone to do it. Honestly, like, that's where I've gotten to in my life. And I did not grow up that way at all. Like my parents never paid anyone to do anything. Um, I did not grow up that way at all. So it's been like, as owning my business and starting to outsource, I'm like, you know how nice it is to just pay and show up and come home from vacation and have your whole studio painted and done better than you probably could do it. Like, well worth it. Sometimes. <laughs> addicting, addicting. Yeah. So like now I've got somebody coming in like cl- uh, cleaning my studio for me. Um, so that's been a big help. I mean, like, honestly, like I could clean my studio. Like I do. Oh, you could do any of the things you outsource. Yeah. Yeah. I do the expected (laughs) amount between each client, but there's other things that need to be done. Like at the end of the day or like once a week. And it's like, I could do it and get it done within an hour, but to pay somebody else to do it and not how to do it. Like it's been awesome. Like I'm totally away from like the cleaning days. Like yeah, done. So that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, and I'm glad to see you kind of leaning into that. And I know you just also hired a little bit of help with the kids on Fridays, which is why we can be yes. doing podcasts right now. Like it is very yeah. addicting when you start realizing, oh my God, I don't need to do this alone. Like I think people think, oh, I'm owning a business. I have to do it alone. But it's like, how many successful businesses do you know that did it a hundred percent alone? Like not very many. And it does. It village you need a support system you really do and for the longest time I tried doing it all on my own and you know again through my journey of sobriety learned that you do need a support system yeah. <laughs> like in many areas of your life you need a support system you do and business is no different and I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up actually because I super agree it's something I feel very passionately about um, ever since I, everybody kind of knows I had brought an assistant on in the last year and it's just been such a game changer. Like she's so much better at the stuff that I pay her to do than I am. It takes her, 
I see what she charges me on the bill. And I'm like, that would have taken me hours. And it took her 15 minutes, you know? So it's just like, yes. it's, it's so worth it. Like I probably paid her $4 to do that for me when you break it down. And it would have taken me an hour and a half that I ended up going and spending time with family or if you have kids, right? Spending time with your kids. Like it's, it does, it is so worth it. And I think it's really, really hard for people early on to see that. But once you start doing it, it's like, oh my God, I'm addicted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What else can I pay? (laughs) Exactly. It's so beautiful. And it lifts so much stress and pressure off of your life where you can start enjoying other things differently. And then it just sets you up for a great foundation and then just makes everything else just so much brighter and happier and more positive. And yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Do you notice that those like um, the gremlins of like needing to be in control and like needing to do it all yourself and like be the one to do it all. Do you still notice those kind of coming up? And are there other areas that that comes up for you or is it mostly like outsourcing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally other areas. Like it's always, it's always a journey (laughs) with the gremlins always. Um, So outsourcing, what else? Time management was always has always been a struggle for me too. Mm, that's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. And that goes for business and home life too. Um, so it's been awesome having my own business and having that flexibility to play with that balance. Um, especially in the past, like what, year and a half, two years where like all of a sudden like now I'm a homeschool mom a business owner um so I'm juggling a lot of hats you know we have a lot of animals here at the house I try to homestead a little bit so it's like all this stuff so time management um for many years I was always I always ran my business like old school like by paper so I always had a paper calendar Mm -hmm. people came in and filled out a form um So when I opened up my own business, like within maybe six months of having my studio full time, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going into a booking system. And that was a beautiful thing to, I haven't given up full control to my booking system. Whereas like people can't like go online and book with me directly. Like they still have to contact me to book a session. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's awesome is it sends out confirmations and I don't have to do that. So that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one too. And that was something we talked a lot about in the inner circle this last round because um, a lot of people were going through that. And I, it always amazes me because I'm such a systems person. Like if I can pay a, a internet service to do that for me, I'm going to. Um, cause yeah, like the automated forms, the automated email, like the emails that they get the zoom link right before our call, like all of that to me is just so, so worth it. Um, yeah. and I see a lot of business owners come in and be like, Oh, I don't know the control. And like, it costs money and it's such, it makes your life so much easier. It's just like outsourcing. It's you're taking a task that you're probably spending a lot more time than you really need to be on. And you're automating it and you're making it happen like without you actually needing to make it happen. And that's always worth it. In my opinion. Yeah. 
And I tend to make things a lot more difficult for myself too. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. So right now I'm kind of like, so like, again, with the inner circle, like you guys help me kind of decide whether or not if I was going to keep this booking system that I was paying every month or go completely back to paper. And you all were like, what? Like go, like, this is why you should stay with the booking system. And I was like, oh yeah, that does make sense. Like that is going to make my world a hell of a lot easier with them being able to like fill out the health history form and all that kind of stuff on there. And there's so many other things I can do with the, with the site. So yeah, they're very convenient. And I remember Mm -hmm. everybody talking about, because a few, a few of the ladies weren't really using systems. So we did a whole call all about systems to where we really got into this. And, um, some of the ladies were talking about signing up for a new system. And I remember Jenna saying, Oh God, you guys are making me realize I need to be using my system more. And I think that's when you got the form set up and everything. I did that. Like literally like on the call, I'm like on my thing. (laughs) Yeah. That was a really, really helpful call. Like I printed out that systems list and like started looking into, I was like, wow, I didn't know I could do that with my business. That's going to be helpful. And Ooh, I'm going to do that when I get to this point in my business. So yeah, it's, yeah. Systems are a big one. And you all loved that call. That was a very successful call. I would say systems and policies we went over. Um, and how to really like it start implementing that in your business and make your life easier. Like my goal with you guys is always how can we make your life easier? You know, like what what are the real goals behind your business that aren't just like money and growth and all those things, but like are your goals to be able to get home and just like help your kids with their homework and not have to be doing filling out forms. You know what I mean? Like what are your goals and how can we lean on these things to help you with them? Like how can we lean on systems to help you with the time management and all of those things? I also do want to say, so Jenna said she tends to make things more difficult for herself. And we were just talking about this Mm. before we hit record because she does have the channel of struggle in human design. Um, And for those of you listening, it's a a pretty common channel. So you, if you, if this sounds familiar, I would definitely check your chart and see if this is an energetic that you have, but Mm -hmm. it's an energy in your chart that when you have it, it really wants to get the most out of life. The um, channel of struggle, the two gates that make it up is um, gate 28, which is like at its very core, the fear of dying, the fear of, it's like a very fight or flight instinctual based fear. It's like these fears that keep us alive. It's like the basic fear of like, okay, I'm afraid to die. So I'm going to think about that in my life. And then the other gate Mm -hmm. that comes up against it is the gate of the fighter, which is like a fiery, passionate gate that like, likes to kind of butt up against things. So, you know, likes to have something to kind of fight against. I actually have the gate of the fighter and it kind of like, I think back as like a kid, I always like to like stir things up and kind of like bump into things, you know? So it's this kind of like fiery, passionate energy. And when it comes up against this fear of dying, what happens is together the energetic really becomes a fear of not living, not living life to the fullest. It's like, yes, it's afraid of death, but it's afraid of like not living life to the fullest before death, you know, like not getting the juice out of life and not getting like the most out of life. And so what people with this energetic can sometimes do is create resistance for themselves because it makes you feel like it's more worth it because that Mm -hmm. struggle makes you feel like you're really getting the most out of life. It's, 
it's sort of this vibe of like, well, what is life without struggle? Like life is hard. Life is a battlefield. And you know, what is life without that struggle? And, and you can almost create that for yourself to make you feel like it's worth it. So anybody with this energetic, I'm, I caution you to just notice, like, where are you maybe creating struggle for yourself and where are you maybe making it harder than it needs to be? Um, Mm -hmm. And a big recommendation I've seen tossed around like in the human design community is can you find something that's like an outlet for you to get out that energy? So like, can you find something to struggle up against? Like, do you have a belief or a cause that you're really, really passionate about that you can kind of dump all of this fiery, passionate energy into and struggle against that so that you're not creating struggle in your business and in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Jenna's doing a lot of nodding. So I'm assuming that this yes. is all I'm like very... a bobblehead right now. I'm like, yes. For you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely very characteristic um, channel of struggle. Energy. Yeah. Big time. I definitely make things uh, a lot harder for myself. And especially like with that little bit of perfectionist perfectionism inside yeah. me too. Six lines. Um, yep. Yeah. So that's like going through the the um, body mind coaching. Like I learned a lot about that with myself. And yeah. um, that was a huge learning um, experience and kind of made a lot of things like made a lot of sense of like where I've come to yeah. now. Um, like during my teen years, it's weird. Like during my late teen years, my twenties, I had this weird thought that I wouldn't live past the age of 30. Like I just had this feeling like I was going to like die at age 30 or before 30 and like alcoholism runs deep in our family and addiction and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to party like balls to the wall throughout my twenties. And it's just like, whatever. And then like when I had like kids in my twenties, I was like, Oh fuck. Like, sorry. Um, no, no, no. You can definitely swear out here. Okay, good. I was like, I have these little humans that I'm, I have to mold into like humans are going to be on this earth. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to live past the age of 30. Like what universe, what are you doing to me right now? And when I reached the low of my alcoholism, and it wasn't like I had this crazy rock bottom where like I, you know, ended up in like rehab and like they call it like the white picket fence, um, whatever, like I didn't like lose anything, but like I lost myself, Mm. totally lost myself, did not know who I was and like having children and not knowing who you are and like, like, it's just so crazy. So when I like hit my bottom and I got sober, I was 29. So on my 30th birthday, I was nine months sober. So it was like this big like aha where I was like, wow, I did kind of like die in a way and was like rebirthed into this sober mom like coming to and like here I am to help other sober other moms like get sober and women and and whatever and um I remember and like I did I did utilize AA like I have nothing against AA at all um but I do believe people recover and can move on from it but I do believe it is a dangerous 
um, disease, as they say, where it can creep up. Like, yeah, I'm almost six years sober, but I've had my moments where I'm like, oh, you know, you kind of fantasize a little bit. Then you're like, okay, I got to get back to my, my, um, my support system, my roots, my tools to stay on track. Um, Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people have the strength to do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's funny, like in the beginning, a lot of people are like, you shouldn't be so, um, what do they call it? you shouldn't broadcast your sobriety and you shouldn't do that because you're setting yourself up for disaster. Cause what if you relapse? And like, what if I do, then people have followed my story and they see like I'm human and it can happen. Yeah. I'm going to pick my ass back up and I'm going to fucking keep fighting and move forward. And I want people to see that. Cause like when I was going through it, I felt so alone in like that. I was in a, I could be in a room full of people and I still felt so alone And I would drink to cover up that pain, to feel numb. And then I was this like fun Jenna and like, no, that really wasn't me. Hmm. Um, So yeah, that was like a really cool, like fear, but rebirth kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you didn't listen to people trying to tell you like not to speak up about it. Cause yeah, like even if you do fuck up, like it's your journey and that's why people yeah. are following if they're not following just to right. see, like rainbows and sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. People fuck up. We're human. Like, <laughs> why? yeah, totally. Yeah. It's so funny to me that someone would even say that to you. Cause that thought would never cross my mind, but I can actually see totally where people would come at you with like, don't share, don't share. Um, what if something happens? Um, right. I'm curious, <laughs> do you see this sobriety piece like coming into your coaching at all and like being you kind of mentioned it but like we have I haven't heard you talk too too much about that do you see that being kind of a niche for you or something that you would work towards I feel like that is such a necessary kind of it's very needed yeah it's definitely going to be molded into everything that I offer and the whole experience and everything um and I do I would love to um, go to school and become like a drug and alcohol abuse counselor. Mm. Uh, and I've, there's a place in near us uh, called, I believe it's called the courage project um, where they help people in recovery um, and holding them accountable to it. And I was like, wait a minute, like, that's kind of like what I'm doing. So I do want to reach yeah, out and kind of help with them. And um, cause I'm definitely like, I have not gone to school. I have not been certified licensed or in that kind of stuff to like guide people to being sober. But once mm-hmm. you've come to that point where you you're ready to be sober, then I am more than willing to like hold people accountable and help them along their journey. Um, yes. but it could be a slippery slope because, I like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, I'm none of those things. I didn't go to school to be like a drug and alcohol abuse counselor. So I can't actually help people go through that, but I can definitely support them with, um, you know, staying sober and being that person to reach out to for help when they're feeling down. I almost even envisioning this for you and this could just be me projecting on you, but like I could see you hosting like a group of women who are in the middle of trying to get sober where you can allow them to have this kind of safe space with each other to talk and, but it's, you don't have to necessarily be the one, the expert. Do you see what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like that's definitely the vision that I'm going for. 
yeah yeah a couple of years ago i actually had joined like this this mom's group where we all like got together um and it was really cool what was it called um oh my god mastering motherhood is what it was called and like we would go like it was this group of women that would get together and like they had childcare there so like moms would come and their kids would go play with other kids and the moms would have brunch and it was like a potluck too like all the moms would bring stuff for brunch and we'd all you know share and it was just this really cool community and network i was like wow this is amazing like to i would love to be able to hold something like this for a group of women that have gone through what I've gone through. And I actually shared with that group. So they would have um, speakers and everything. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, we went virtual, which was really tough. Cause like now you're home with your kids and you're trying to virtual a mom, do a mom's group virtually. Um, yeah. But I did, yeah, but I did do a, a chat um, where I was the speaker and I did share my story of sobriety. And um, I actually had several women reach out to me after that, like, like, I am in the same boat and, you know, we stay in touch a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see maybe like drug and alcohol counseling for you sometime in the future, but I don't think you would need that to create that kind of a group and hold the space. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if you're not actively taking them through the 12 steps, that, that's maybe out of your ballpark, but right. that doesn't mean that you couldn't have a supportive community of women going through the same thing. It's like what I'm doing with the inner circle. I don't have every single answer for every single business question you guys ask me. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. And those things come up and I don't always, right? yeah. I still have created a community where you feel supported and, and are moving the needle forward. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to kind of bring in the experts here and there where we need them when the questions come up that no one does know, you know? So exactly. I can see you doing something similar for, for women in sobriety and moms, especially because you're right. There's this wine culture, this like mommy wine culture. And I, I, I don't think you're alone in, in feeling kind of left out of that or like, I don't know how to explain the feeling, but I don't think you're alone. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are in your position that, Mm-hmm. would like to see the opposite, like a, a different culture. Yeah. And when you, when you reach that point where like, you're not going to be drinking anymore, like for a lot of people, it's like, oh my gosh, you feel like you're losing so much. Like, oh, like, I'm not gonna get invited to any of those parties. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna be that person anymore. And you know what, like your life is so much more brighter and beautiful without those things. And you realize like, wait a minute, like that really wasn't feeding my soul. Like mm. those are just drinking buddies. Those are just drinking times. Um, yeah. But I mean, we're a great, like there were great parts, but also not great parts. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I would love to be able to like foster a group like that. I love that for you, Mm, but we'll have to check back in with you, um, later on in the, in the year. Yeah. See where you're at or maybe next year and see where you're at. Cause I, I, I think that would be really really cool for you. And I, I do think you already have enough, like, you know what I mean? So keep that in mind. I'm getting the sense there's a little bit of gremlins of like needing to know more, but yeah, I, I think for the kind of community you're talking about, you you know enough, like you know, and you've been through enough. If you're looking just for more of that support, um, yeah, you're not gonna like. You might not have the qualifications to go doing interventions with people and actually going through the steps or anything like that. 
Um, but I right. don't think that's, you know, you, there's time for that. You could always evolve. Like, right. Like we said, business is an evolving process. It's yeah. always changing. So there's time for that in the future. If that's where things kind of start heading. Mm-hmm. So exactly. what that leads me to kind of my next question. Um, what are you celebrating right now and how have you changed and grown over the last, I don't know, have a couple of years and what are you kind of celebrating for that growth right now? Let's see. That's a good question. So right now I am celebrating the shift in my business. Um, I've kind of been in this slow remodeling process down there at my studio. Um, Like I had this vision and we start to make it happen and, you know, life gets in the way and the whole time management thing. Um, But I'm very thankful it's going slow the way it is because everything works out the way it needs to anyways. So it's a beautiful letting go type thing. So that's been fun to celebrate the fact of not getting stressed out about it being perfect and all put together. It's like, I can still work. It's amazing having clients come in and see like the, the process of it all. Um, it's kind of validating a lot of the things. Um, so that's why I'm, I am currently celebrating. Um, and moving forward, what I'm looking forward to is ha- like building that community within uh, Gratitude with Jenna and you know, create, uh, heck, maybe January 1st will be like the sprout of the of a women's mom sobriety, sobriety group. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to pulling people together through my website and helping people um, make that mindset, sh- mindset shift to better quality of life. Absolutely love that. I see it for you. I'm excited. Thank you. I think that this is totally going to be possible for you. And I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how you grow. Uh, Jenna is stepping into the inner circle fall round again. So we're going to have another four months together that you'll be in the community. So I'm excited to see kind of where things go for you and how things shift and what you kind of, what you kind of grow out of this next year. Yeah. I've got big plans. I'm excited. We can't wait to see you. Anything else that you want to share with us or anything that you kind of want to chat about before we wrap up today? Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like I was all over the place, but I feel like I got a lot of points out that I needed to. Um, But yeah, I think the biggest thing I like to share with everybody is just embracing gratitude can really improve your quality of life. And that was a big tool for me um, during my growth and during my sobriety and continued sobriety journey um, is to just have gratitude and writing gratitude every day, like almost every day. Like I have like, I get, I go to like the dollar store and get those little dollar store journals and Mm. every day I make it a point to make a list on one page of everything I'm grateful for. And it was hard in the beginning. What's that? That's a great practice to do. Yeah. And it really did work. So at first, like I would just be like goofy because I'm like, it never fails. I'd always write the number one thing I'm thankful for my sobriety. And then the next one was like, I'm thankful for the pencil in my hand. I'm thankful 
I have this cushion under my butt, like literally like it was like pulling teeth, what I was thankful for. But if you like look at my journals, like they get so deep and then they get so Mm, simple, but then like so hard and like, it's just, ah, it's just, it's really great tool to start. So. Yes. And is that what sparked your business name? Like, is that kind of where your business name came from? Yes. So when I was coming up with a business name, so I've always loved journaling and doing collages and always found that very therapeutic. Um, like being creative be, is very therapeutic. Um, so I had, I went back into my old journals and I used to do word dumps. So I would just have a blank page. And I would write a bunch of words mm-hmm. on it. Um, and during like when I would go to AA meetings and in other types of meetings, I would always go with a journal and just sometimes write. And every single page from every meeting I ever went to where I would write always had the word gratitude on it. So that's where that, that blossomed from. I was like, that's it. I'm like gratitude. Cause in the beginning I had a few different names for myself. And like, when I was finally like gratitude is the one, a lot of my friends were like gratitude, like like just try saying it like yeah I'm going to gratitude I'm like yeah it sounds awesome they're like I don't know it just doesn't ring but over time people are like that I'm glad you did that because it's really awesome <laughs> yeah follow that gut you will generator you That's I like right. that not listen to anybody's two cents yeah this is why we stop asking friends and family for their advice you know what we're gonna do what we want anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly Awesome. Well, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You shout out whatever you want, your website, your Instagram, Facebook, wherever, whatever's best for you. And we will put it in the show notes for everybody listening. Perfect. So my business name is Gratitude with Jenna. My studio is located in Clinton, Connecticut. My website is gratitudewithjenna.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Cool. Just search gratitude with Jenna. Yeah. You will find her. And um, yeah, this has been so awesome. It's been great talking to you and hearing a little bit about your story and kind of like how it's always so cool to see like how people's lives and their personal lives kind of help develop their business and just how things have shifted and changed for everybody. I always love to hear about it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people will relate to you and your story. Thanks, my love. Yes, it's been so great having you in the inner circle, too. You're such a little beam of light. And (laughs) it has. It's been so, so good. It's just been such a nice group. And I'm really, really excited that you're sticking on with us. Thank you. It's fine. I have, you remind me of a client of mine. Um, Every time he comes in, he's like, how are you always so positive? Like, you're always just so happy. And you find something happy and positive within everything. I'm like, Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> like it makes life so much easier and better. And, you know, and he's like, I'm going to start doing that. I'm like, that's the whole point. Like, that's why I'm here. And to see that person shift, holy moly, that was a, that was a good shift. All right, Jenna. Well, it was lovely to chat with you today. I'm so, so excited that you made it on and that we got to hear all about you from our time working together at Sunshine as teenagers oh to today, like being very involved with each other as business owners. I absolutely love it. It's so great. It's so funny yeah. just to see how like life does that to me anyway, you know, like how people kind of come back around. Right. So funny and there's been like a few, like, I feel like we've cycled quite a few times, like over the years and mm-hmm. it's always been an amazing growth every time. 
Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, it's, I, I love that. That's always like the best stories when you can see that, like kind of just keep coming back around. I'll tell you a lot of clients, I feel like that's, I don't know if it's the same for you and your business, but for me, like a lot of the clients who I have in coaching right now are people who like did cycle into my life a few times or like people who kind of almost were massage clients and never did. And then ended up now becoming coaching clients years and years later. Um, yeah. and it's funny, it's just a good reminder to me, like, like Brenna is a good example of that. She had reached out to me for massage a bunch of times when I had my business. Cause we knew each other from the bar I worked at. She was, came in there a lot and I was working there. And so like, we kind of knew each other and she would always ask about it, but it just never happened. And in my head, I kind of wrote her off kind of as like, she's not ever going to be a client. And then now three years later in my coaching business, she's been a number one client and everything. So it's just funny. It's a good reminder that like, when you feel like no one's listening, like they always, they are, and they could always come back. Yeah. You just never know how people are going to kind of come back again. It's interesting to see. Yeah. Oh, it happens all the time. Like, you know, especially with like, like being in sales too. Cause like I share a lot of my story with like, with young living and using uh, more natural products and essential oils and stuff like that. And um, it's a whole like wellness company. And it's just funny how like, you know, I share about it, how I use it and other kinds of stuff. And um, like, I'll have people like message me and be like, Hey, so um, I really want help with this. But then like, they're poo-pooing it here. And it's just, it's funny how, yeah, that, that positive vibe out there. It is. It's funny how people kind of come back around, you know, you're like, oh, they're not ever going to buy anything. And then you're like, oh, wait. And then they bought this other thing I wasn't expecting. Huh. <laughs> right. And you just realize like how much of an inspiration you were being to them too. Like I, I love when, when that happens, when, you know, I'm just being like, this is just life. Like, this is just me. I'm just being natural and sharing my stuff. And when people reach out and they're like, Hey, like, you know, I've been following you and I just want to let you know that like you you're making a difference in my life and keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, thank you. Like I really needed that, that validation too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so nice online, especially to know that people are listening. Cause it's so easy to feel like no one is. And yeah. when people like say things and you're like, Oh my God, people do pay attention to me. Like what <laughs> people are listening. Yeah. And actually that reminds me of what you just said about that, that person that reached out to you, um, really ties in with that other channel that you have, which, Oh gosh, there's like so many channels right there. I don't remember the name of it. So I'm going to botch it if I try to try to say, but it's the 3410. I think it's a channel of exploration. Okay. I think it's a channel of exploration, but don't quote me on the name. And this is an energetic where when you're responding and when you're following your gut and making the best choices for you and listening to that gut response, you're going to actually empower other people to do the same. And I told you that before we hit record. And what you just said that that girl said to you is a beautiful example of that. It's like, you're not doing anything. You're just being. And by being and by following that gut, which is always telling you what to do, you're going to actually empower other people to do the same for themselves, which is what you're doing in coaching. So it's like, for you, the key is going to be like living the work that you're saying, like you living sobriety is going to show and empower other people to do the same. Like you don't actually have to do anything. You just have to be who you are and mm -hmm. hold yourself accountable and take care of your own psych, you know, self-care and prioritize yourself. And just through that, you're going to actually inspire and empower other people to do the same, which is so freaking cool. Yep. 
Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So exactly. little, little side tangent to bring that together for you because I did mention that channel to you before we hit record. And when you said that, yeah. I'm like, ding, 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 there it is. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, we better wrap it up here, but it was so good having you on, Jenna. Honestly, it was so, so good to talk all things human design and your business. And I can't wait to have you on again sometime soon and see where you are next. And I bet everybody else will be excited to see what you're doing next. Um, And yes, for anybody who is listening, stay tuned. I am going to be sharing a lot about the girls and their journeys over this year on my Instagram account. So if you're not already following me there and you want to keep up with everybody, go ahead and follow me on Instagram so you can see what's happening with Jenna and everybody else in the inner circle. That's right. All right, ma'am. Thank you for coming on. If anybody wants to find Jenna, her information will be in the show notes. And other than that, we will see you next time right here on Ask Abby. Awesome. Thank you.